Hey guys, what's going on? David Radney here. I'm your host of Scotch and Scripts. Today I'm going to be interviewing buyer specialist Ron Lagashi. And I wanted to talk to you about the scotch that I'm drinking, Glenmorangie. Now this scotch here has a um, color of gold and it has a touch of green. I don't know if you can quite see that. When you taste Glenmorangie, it's one thing I really love about this scotch. You can really taste and smell dry fruits and citrus. If you look at the tasting notes, they actually have it written down that there's some custard and spice. Of course, I taste the spice, very spicy drink. The custard, I'm not so sure I get that. But I have to tell you, this is a decent bottle. And if you're into um, single malt scotch from the Highlands region, Glenmorangie, that's the one I recommend. All right, so let's get into it. Ron, welcome to Scotch and Scripts. Cheers to you. I appreciate you being on for a second time. Thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure. And uh, I will say since the first time we met, uh, I've noticed a lot of growth with you, which has been amazing. So um, I can only forecast that the next time we do this, you'll be coaching more, you'll be giving more, you'll be teaching more, and um, you'll be growing more. So uh, that is what I see in your future as well. And I accept all of that because all of that is what I truly enjoy doing. So I accept it and thank you so much. I appreciate you saying that. My pleasure. So for those that don't know you or haven't watched the first podcast episode we did, how long have you been in real estate? When did you get your license? I actually got my license way back in uh, 2005 in Las Vegas, Nevada, after I uh, graduated uh, college from uh, the University of Connecticut. And we moved, I got married and moved out there. Okay. And while I was out there, I got my license and um, started to work out there. I was out there for five years okay. um, till the uh, end of December 2009. Um, so 2010, we were back in New Jersey with, uh, you know, uh, the real estate license. I did uh, obtain one as soon as I got back to New Jersey. I used it for a little bit, put it on referral um, for a few years, and then got back into it four years ago. So really, uh, full time, nine years nine years in real estate. Okay. And what caused you to get into the industry? You know, when we moved out to uh, Las Vegas, a friend of mine who was a real estate agent um, said, Hey, why don't you get your license? And so I did. And, um, you know, like, uh, you know, many agents, that's, that's how we get into the business. That's right. Okay. So you got your license in 05. And then three years later, we, we had the major crash with the real estate market. How did that affect you out in uh, Las Vegas? Big time. Um, you know, Las Vegas was the hardest hit or one of the hardest hit places in the entire country. Um, you know, values of homes dropped by as much as 70%. Homes that were four, 420,000 went down to 160,000 and condos that were 200,000 went down to 65,000. So it was a major, major um, crash that affected a lot of people so more so than other parts of the country of course um so what happens when sales prices decrease pretty much overnight by that amount of money well commissions are pretty proportionate to sales price um mm -hmm. so your commissions are decreased just as much this is basically um telling you that yo know, you have to sell three times as many homes to get the same amount of income mm -hmm. and that just wasn't happening overnight to many many agents including myself of course, of course. And how did you weather that storm? How did you uh, produce during that time? Not very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there was a lot of difficulty. There was a lot of adversity, a lot of challenges. It was, it was not an easy time in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the bills didn't stop. The bills, did, they, they, they don't stop for anybody. Um, yeah. And when you don't have the same amount of income coming in, mm-hmm. then it makes it that much more difficult. Um, so, you know, you continue to do the same unit count, but not necessarily the same amount of commission. So it's, uh, that was very, very challenging on me, my family, and just the whole situation I was in. And it kind of, you know, ultimately, um, you know, caused me to come back to New Jersey after we couldn't take it anymore. Of course. Uh, with my tail between my legs. So it's, um, you know, it's, uh, that's really how it affected me, you know, back then. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot that happened between, you know, every, the crash of 2008 and since we came back to New Jersey uh, at the beginning of 2010. Of course. So during that time, dealing with the crash, living in Vegas, what did you learn about yourself during that time? Man, um, you know, looking back, just reflecting mm-hmm. on the whole thing, um, I definitely grew as a, as a, as a person. Um, I learned that I can um, go through a lot without it killing me. Um, it definitely made me a stronger um, you know, human being and that could take on a lot of, uh, you know, a lot on my shoulders without it uh, affecting how I behave. So it, um, you know, and people see that in my personality. I think if you know me personally, mm-hmm. I can take on a lot. Like you can give me a lot to put on my shoulders and I can take it. So it's, um, you know, it, it affected me in a big way. What advice would you give to agents that are currently going through the COVID-19 right now, it's not about the stock market crashing or the real estate market crashing. We have a global epidemic and it's causing a lot of people financial uh, stress. And right now, April, we just paid our rent. We paid our mortgage. May's coming around very quickly. And what could you say to people that might give them some hope about making it through uh, this self-quarantine and dealing with Corona and everything else we have going on? I think better than advice, I, I, I'd like to share a story. And I think that'll give a lot more insight um, on what is about to, to happen to a lot of people, to a lot of agents, including you know a lot of people we know and even myself. So it's back when everything crashed, um, it was, it, beginning of 2008, we started feeling it big time. And, um, you know, so gradually it got worse and worse and worse. And by springtime, we were doing short sales and foreclosures and uh, we were still working. That's the big difference. Um, But the income just wasn't the same. So what ended up happening to me on a personal level is Mm -hmm. that, well, you know, the, I started not paying certain bills and I, I can't, the first thing to go out the window was my health insurance. I canceled that out. And then I started not paying. I had two properties, the house I was living in and a, an investment property, a condo. Okay. I stopped paying the mortgages on those two properties. And I started, um, you know, stopped paying on the two cars, the car payments. And, you know, you stop, you start defaulting on everything. And yep. it got to a point where my wife, she started working because I had my son. My, sec- my daughter was three years old. I just had my son. This is already in 2009, not too long after the crash. And um, it got to a point where, you know, it was, it was getting challenging just to put food on the table. Like, uh, I remember the feeling of going to, you know, gas stations and not knowing if it would approve my credit card and going to the grocery store, not knowing if uh, at checkout, it'll be enough to pay for the food. And I remember those times and it was not easy and it was not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 
But what I can tell you is that I got out of it. Right. Everything, everything's still okay. I'm still alive. I'm, I'm still breathing. Yes. And my kids are, are good. And I mean, that's the most important thing I can tell you that you may face obstacles and you may have to default on certain things and you may have max credit cards, but ultimately everything's going to be okay. It will be. It will be. And that everything will be okay. Yeah. Everything will be okay. And we're going to get out of it. And it's, it's difficult to, to be in that position, but those are the obstacles that we're, that I, that we're about to face. Um, You know, we're going to make those decisions where, you know, we're going to have to, maybe default on this this or that and -hmm. it's still going to be okay because what's hard for people to see and it was difficult for me to see at the time is two years down the road three years five years down the road ten years down the road it's going to be like you know never was like you just you grow out of it and you grow you know you you become a stronger person you you learn that you know you can handle things that you never thought you can handle right and uh, you know it, it was difficult on my marriage it was difficult for me as a person mm-hmm. um you know it's uh, i like to say that you know we ju- as as a married couple we jumped through that ring of fire and made it out the other end together which you know it made a stronger relationship for us so it's it was difficult and i know mm-hmm. that moving forward with this difficult situation approaching us now we're, we're in it I know that we can handle it and, um, you know, we'll, we'll do, we'll do what we need to do in order to survive. Cause right now it's, you know, we always talk about survive and thrive right now. It's survival mode. That's for right. A lot of people, for many That's of us. Right. So we're going to do the best we can to survive. Mm-hmm. And when we get out of this, we're going to prepare in the meantime to thrive. So we're going to survive now and you will thrive later, but you need to prepare. You can't just sit there and not take action. You have to take action. So when it comes to taking action, what should real estate agents be doing right now during survival mode to make sure on the other side, they are thriving? What should they be doing? So we're preparing for opportunities that are gonna come our way. Mm-hmm. And the way that we can best do that is to um, improve the skill set that we're gonna need in order to take advantage of those opportunities. We're going to um, make contacts just like you normally would, only yep. they're different types of conversations and you're going to keep those leads warm and you're going to create opportunities and when this is over you're going to create a plan with any particular contact that is a lead so you're going to keep them as warm as you can and you're going to still there's still going to be business to be done there's still going to be transactions to be a part of mm-hmm. it's not that the transactions are going to go from um you know from uh, from 40 in bergen in njmls there was 43,000 transactions yet last year okay but it's not going to go to zero that's There's right. still going to be tens of thousands of transactions after we get out of this. We're going to prepare to be part of that. Mm-hmm. So yes, mm-hmm. we're going to have obstacles. We're going to have speed bumps. And when you plan ahead for those obstacles, you know, okay, these are the obstacles I'm going to be facing. How are we going to overcome those obstacles? And that's, it's a, it's a hard conversation to have. And it's not a conversation that, um, you know, uh, we, we enjoy having, or you see that often, but it, you need to have it because we're planning. That's right. Now, you still have goals and you still create a plan. What's going to change is your strategies. Your strategies around it are going to change. How are you going to arrive at your goals? And um, uh, those, those smart strategies are going to be a part of it. So we're, we're, we're maneuvering, we're pivoting, we're zigzagging, 
Yes, sir. Um, we're going to have difficulty while we're doing it. Ultimately, everything will be okay. You're going to make it. You're going to make it out of this um, just fine. Because two years, three years, five years down the road, everything's going to be okay. The most important thing right now is take care of your health, take care of your family. Yes. Basic necessities, roof over your head, um, you know, f- food and water, um, and go from there. Because that's you know, it's funny because the most important things that we have, we don't necessarily um, share gratitude for it until we don't have it anymore. That's right. Uh, so there's, there, there's plenty that we should be grateful for right now in our lives. Um, and now I, you know, I can, I can tell you that maybe our awareness level is going to increase around those things. So it's ultimately, again, everything's going to be okay. I've already noticed people's gratitude increasing. You and I, we, we co-host a morning mindset call and we start that call off every morning sharing gratitude. And when things were thriving, it always amazed me how many people would be on that call and couldn't find one thing to share gratitude about. And now, you know, as we're going through survival mode, people are grateful for everything. They're grateful for the sunrise. They're grateful for hearing the birds. They're grateful for a good cup of coffee, a great cup of tea. And there's just so much gratitude out there. They're grateful for the company they work for, like Keller Williams, that's setting them up with a lot of training and material to weather this storm and make it through this survival mode. And I think you're absolutely right. You're going to see gratitude increase because we've taken a lot for granted. And going through this self-quarantine and having to be at home, we are definitely showing a lot more gratitude out there. Yeah. And um, it's, you know, again, it's not going to be easy, but we'll get out of this. Um, And, um, you know, I was, a lot of time what's missing is just somebody to talk to. Um, so, you know, I always um, reach out and at the end of the conversation, I was like, I let people know if you need just somebody to talk to, just give me a call and, you know, we'll talk about it and, you know, how we can move forward. So I was offered that out to, to anybody that, uh, that needs it. You know, um, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I kind of want to segue into uh, talking to our database. Uh, I think that's something extremely important right now. And before we would all say, I need to call my database more. I need to talk to my sphere of influence. And the excuse we always gave was that we did not have time to do it. We were so busy running our business. We didn't have the time to focus on building a database, set up campaigns, and then actually make the phone calls. Well, we have the time now. And I really do believe that people are home and they want to talk to someone. So we actually should be calling, not to be in sales mode, it's an opportunity for us to call in and check with people and get back on their radar. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I've already spoken to every single one of my past clients and active clients, um, you know, just coming from a place that, uh, you know, just wanted to reach out to you. I was thinking about you. Uh, yeah. How are you overcoming um, this crazy situation that we're in? Do you need anything? Is there anything that I can help with? Um, you know, if, if you do need anything, let me know. I'm here to help. I have you know, resources that uh, can, can assist you with anything you might need. Just uh, feel free to reach out to me whenever you, you need anything. Were they offended that you called during this time or were they happy to hear from you? Everybody was happy to hear from me. Zero percent were offended. Yeah. There was nobody that I spoke to that uh, um, had, you know, that was not glad to, to talk to me or to, uh, to have that conversation. That's awesome. Now, during these calls, did you bring up real estate? Uh, at all? No, no, actually, no. I didn't bring it up. They did. Uh, they did. Yeah. So uh, a common question that I get is, you know, 
what do you think is going to happen after this is all over to the local markets? Um, you know, uh, the buy side, the sell side, what's it going to look like? So, you know, we have some uh, real estate related conversations, but typically it's, uh, it's coming from their end. Okay. Do you think it's appropriate for agents to actually bring real estate into the conversation right now, or should we just be doing check-ins? Well, here's what I'll share with you. The, a lot of the converse, some of the conversations that we're having mm -hmm. is from people that need to buy and sell. They don't have a choice for one reason or other. I mean, there's a thousand reasons why somebody might want to sell and might want to buy. Right. There's still people out there that need guidance. So right. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say avoid those conversations because those conversations also also need to be had. Right. Because if we're the guides, well, we need to guide people. And mm -hmm. if somebody's in a situation where they need to sell, if somebody's, if somebody loses their job right now, let's take that as an example, maybe they can't buy, but if somebody loses their job and needs to sell, they need to, ha they need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to guide them. If somebody's going through a divorce, we, we have a situation like that. They need to sell. We have to help them. That's you know, right. So we have the tools, the systems, the strategies, the skills, Yes. To best help them. Yes. That's, we need to get in front of them so we can do that. So they're still going to be, a, it's a small percentage. Most of my buyers, I'm a buyer's person, most of my buyers are telling me we're going to hold off because we're, we're scared for, uh, for our, um, oh, I lost you there. Um, we're scared for our, you know, health, concern for our health. That's yeah. fine. But there is that rare buyer. There is that rare sale that says, I need to buy or sell. Yes. Let's be there for them. That's, that's what I would recommend. So let me ask you this. What I've been saying is that when we call our database, we should say to them, listen, as a real estate agent, we're still working. And I know that there are people who actually need our help. To your point, what you just said, some people are losing their job and they need to sell their house and downsize and possibly get an apartment. So if you know someone that actually has to buy or sell right now, we're operating and we have strategies where we can actually do business during the quarantine call me and let me know and give me their information. I'd be happy to reach out to them if they're looking for a resource during this time. Do you think it's okay to say that when we're calling our database? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, nobody is going to you know, provide you any pushback on that one. Yeah. We're here to help. You're coming from contribution. And right yeah. now, all the strategies that, um, and value proposition that we're creating now, because the, the value propositions or the items of value that you're creating during this environment, they didn't exist before, or they didn't exist in our businesses for the most part before. You know, you're, you're gonna be selling homes from right. a, a virtual perspective. That's an item of value. Now, when it comes to buyers, how can you be of value to them when they're not actually physically seeing homes? Well, providing them video walkthroughs, providing them information, guiding them, telling them this house works because of ABC or doesn't work because of X, Y, and Z. Those are all items of value and part of your value proposition as a guide, we spoke about it this morning. Mm -hmm. What's going to change after we get out of this? They say, okay, quarantine's lifted. Everybody go about your business. It's not going to be business as usual. We're still going to wear a face mask and use hand sanitizer and uh, take all precautions. Right. Since it is going to be different, well, what kind of skills should we improve? What type of, um, you know, where's our opportunity for growth? Well, moving forward, we have to find ways to service our clients and help them achieve their goals, the outcomes, the achievements, the, the accomplishments they're looking to obtain yes, sir. faster. Mm -hmm. 
So how do we do that faster? Because they're still going to have a health concern. The buyers, they don't want to go see 20 homes. That's right. What skills do we need to improve so that we can service them faster, help them achieve their goals faster? Mm -hmm. well, be an expert, right? right? Find out exactly what they're looking for. You better have a very good needs analysis. Let's go to the seller end. What kind of strategies, what kind of tools, what kind of systems, what type of skills do we have that we can sell their, their home without having 100 people walk through their house? That's right. What type of strategies, systems, and skills can we, can we grow and learn and, and prepare for so that we can sell their house faster that's at top dollar? That's right. So we, you know, that's really what we should be focused on and focusing on as agents, um, you know, developing those skills to service the, um, you know, the, the prospects, the clients, the consumers faster uh, without showing them too many homes or without having too many people walk through their home because this health concern likely won't go away for a while. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, Ron. I think we need to use this time we have to become experts on doing virtual walkthroughs and hosting those on Zoom and Facebook and creating a platform where we can show buyers and sellers how we can help them stay safe and still get the job done. And I've talked to so many agents who are pushing back and saying, I don't have a listing. I don't have anything right now. Well, guess what? You're at home. You can take your cell phone and walk through your own house and do a virtual tour and then practice putting that on Zoom and sharing that with select people and practicing how you would go about doing a video walkthrough in a virtual open house. We have time on our side right now and we're at home. So whether we have listings or not, we have our own house that we can walk through and become an expert at how to use this technology to help our buyers and sellers. And we have to start executing on what we're learning. We have all the information. We've had all the training on how to do it. We need to start executing and practicing and perfecting it so that when we're ready to go out there with clients, we already know how to use this technology. Oh yeah, um, any, anything that you can do right now to uh, educate yourself and become better, go yep. for it. I mean, uh, we all have a common goal. Each one of us has a common goal. Our goal is to be better today than we were yesterday, to be better tomorrow than we are today. Okay. So if you just improve one thing each day, you will be better, you will grow. Six months from now, you'll be a better agent, you'll be a better person. One year from now, you'll be better than yeah. you are six months from now. So it's, it's always a, uh, you know, you're always growth-based, you're always learning-based, and you'll, you're always getting better. So we're all in different places, but we can mm -hmm. always, always, all of us get better. Day um, by day, you're getting better and better. You, you would say 1% a day, you get better 1% a day, right? Yeah, you, what are you, by 100 days, you're 100% better, right? So uh, learning and growth compounds daily that should be a focus um are there going to be um obstacles is there going to be difficulties is there going to be adversity yes there will be but we will overcome it and we're going to get out of this better than we were before it's um it's it was difficult for me back then um it's not as difficult for me now um having that vision of where i'm going to be a year from now two years from now five years from now it helps push you forward. So creating that plan, creating that vision, just knowing, yes, I'm going to have some hardship, but I'm going to get past it and everything's going to be okay. And then right. get back, get back to work. Um, it's, it helps push you forward. So it's, uh, it's not an easy thing, but we'll get there. Well, listen, what you just said is actually a segue. I wrote down a list of questions I have for you. And one of them was, where do you want to see yourself in five years? 
Well, my, my goal for five years, um, it hasn't changed. Uh, my goal for five years is still to be in production while teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's something that I do often. It's something that I'm very proud of. Um, okay. I, you know, I, uh, so I'm still going to be in production. Uh, I kind of, uh, my goal is to create a team within a team. Um, you know, it's, you get to a certain, um, as a buyer specialist, uh, up to a certain point, um, that you can, you're limited to how many buyer side sales you can do a year. In my case, um, it's about 50. Uh, okay. so once I hit that 50 mark, then grow the team with showing partners and additional agents and then go from there. Now I've met agents that do 175 buyer sides and 225 buyer sides, and they have a team within a team. So there is models. Um, there's the recipe to follow, so to speak. So Absolutely. it's doable. Um, and that's where I see myself on the production end while still teaching a, um, you know, uh, a lot of courses, lectures, classes on an annual basis. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of, of, a, of a dual goal here. You teach a lot of classes in different market centers. Um, why is it important for you to, uh, to teach? What do you get out of it? For me, it's a, it's a type of pleasure I can't get anywhere else. Um, I, so when, when somebody comes back to me and I get that feedback, you know, based on that one thing that I got from your class, I implemented it and I obtained a deal just because of something that you said. When I get that feedback, it makes yeah. me want to do more. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's something that I can't do anywhere else. Now, what I'll also tell you, uh, what I found was it makes me a better agent. How so? Well, when you're um, creating a lecture, most of my lectures I create from scratch um, or even teaching a lecture. Well, there's something that you need to do before you actually conduct a lecture. Before you can actually walk in and teach a class, you need to prepare for it. Yes. That's right. So, it, you know, it gives you, if, if you're looking to grow, improve in a particular topic, um, teach it. Um, because right. what it's going to require is that you prepare for that class. Now, you may bomb it the first time, but like what I can guarantee you with 100% certainty is the more often you do that lecture, the more often you do that class, you're going to get better and better and better at doing it. Mm-hmm. Because you're always improving things as you go along. So, yeah, you, you know, you have to do the first one in order to get to the, uh, the tenth one. Okay. So, when it comes to your business, what is one thing that you can improve on to be a better buyer agent? So it's interesting because moving forward, things might look a little bit different. So if um, now we're, I'm already doing a lot of things, but I'm not the best at what I do. I know that for a fact because I've met those agents that are better than me. So what I can do is a stronger needs analysis, a stronger buyer consultation, stronger negotiation skills, and being becoming more of an expert than I already am. So if I work and I specialize, that's my 80-20. So if that's my... That's my top activities. So if I focus on those activities, that'll create 80% of my business. I like that. I like that. What question should I be asking you that I'm not asking you right now? What question should you be asking? I'm not the best, you know, maybe you kind of already asked it, but you know, how, how have you grown? This is something that um, it's difficult to, um, just come up on the spot, but if if I think about it for a second, it's an it's an easy question. Right. How have you grown as an agent? Well, the first five years I was an I was an agent in Las Vegas. I could tell you that um, 
I was just a single agent, just doing my thing. I went for a very high split, um, didn't really get any support. Um, mm -hmm. And the last four years being where I am now, I'm surrounded by others that are better than me in a lot of different things. And I have a lot of support and I'm surrounded um, by uh, mentors. I'm surrounded by coaches. I'm surrounded by uh, a lot of people that uh, help me grow daily, faster, better, uh, stronger. So uh, surround yourself with others um, because it, growth just, just doesn't happen on its own. You need to, um, you need others in order to, to uh, arrive at uh, the outcomes, the accomplishments, the uh, dreams you're looking for, especially if they're lofty. Um, okay. So you need that support. So find you know, your circle, find those uh, handful of people that can help you. And Love then um, that'll push you. I can tell you that since I joined this particular group four years ago, that's where my skill as an agent started to excel. Gotcha. That's where um, I started getting better and faster. And um, it, it, I really started seeing the growth um, basically a year and a half in. And okay. then it, it escalated even from there. It excelled from there. And just awesome. Can I, I can tell you that I'm a better agent now than I was a year ago. And I was a better agent a year ago than I was two years ago and so on and so forth. And that's because of the uh, you know, frequency of meetings, conversations, experiences that I've had, the intensity of the yes. uh, meetings, experiences, conversations that I have. There's, some, there's something to be said about experience. Yes. There's something to be said about who you're surrounded by. Okay. Um, and it does affect and excel your growth. And you, it, there's certain things you just have to go through and experience for yourself in order to make you stronger, better. So it's interesting, you answered my next question, which was, what are the pros of being part of a team? Is there anything you wanna to add to that? You know, the pros of you being part of uh, the team you're, you're on? Well, the team that I'm on is a very eclectic, eclectic group. Uh, we're all good at different things. We're all different personalities mm -hmm. and we're all better at different. So what that means is that, um, you know, different teammates of mine i can lean on them and i can learn from them daily yeah. Yeah. things that i maybe i'm not the best at because we're all good at different things and uh, there's something um that should be said well we all are good or we all know something that the other doesn't so you're learning from each other and being on a team does um you know does accelerate your growth it does give you a lot of opportunity um, you know, there's different types of teams, of course. I just happen to be on a, on a, on a very um, high volume team that there's always activity and there's always um, something to be done. Uh, so it's, 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 it's great for me, bottom line. Um, okay. I wouldn't have it any other way. I do get that question asked a lot of why don't you just go on your own? You're doing very, very well. Um, mm -hmm. I did almost 14 million in volume last year. So, okay. you know, again, you have a lower split. That being said, yes, I have maybe the lowest split in the company, but I do. I, I, bottom line is, I make more money than many, many agents, maybe even most agents. Right. So it's, you know, and 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 I'm growing every single year. So if I'm, if you're looking at my numbers, units and volume, year over year over year, yes. you'll notice something. It grows every single year, and it doesn't grow by a little bit. It actually grows by a lot every single year. Fantastic. So it's um. It, it's something that keeps me here because we don't necessarily um, when we're talking about growth, a lot of agents join teams just to learn and they go off on their own. Well, I call that growing apart. 
So there's really two types of teams. There's the teams that, yes, you grow apart, you're going to develop your skill and you're going to go on your own, or there's a team that you grow together. And that means you actually grow individually as well as a team at the same time simultaneously. And that's exactly what we do on our team. So um, we're growing together on our team. And that's why there's no reason for me to um, go in a different direction. Okay. Okay. Thank you for answering that. I have two more questions before we wrap it up. Number one, um, as we head out of this quarantine, once we're all thriving and out there uh, in this new world we're going to be operating in, we're going to really have to differentiate ourselves from other agents and, and be able to stand apart and show what we do differently. Our, our USP, our unique selling proposition, is something that I hear a lot of agents talking about. What is your current USP and how do you communicate that to your clients? So there's an easy way to communicate value proposition and that's what it's all about because if it doesn't cost anything to hire a buyer's agent in the state of New Jersey, uh, well, that means that a buyer can hire um, a buyer's agent, um, uh, an expert buyer's agent or an amateur buyer's agent for the same price. So the more value we can provide, Mm -hmm. the more likely they are to work with us. And that's where value proposition comes in. So my value proposition right now is I'm an expert in my particular market. There's nobody that's a better, more of an expert than I am in my particular market. That means I see every single home before my clients do. That means I can walk into any home and tell them what another buyer is willing to pay. Also, our unique value proposition is, well, you know, in multiple offer situations, we have strategies. We, it increases the likelihood we can obtain in multiple offer situations. That's a value proposition. It is. Now, um, our value proposition as buyer's agents, again, it's going to go back to what I said before. We really got to know exactly what they're looking for and take them right to it. I've been doing that. I've had the ability to tell them, hey, don't look at this one. Look at that one. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to show you 50 homes. So we have been doing that. Now it's a question of how can we dig deeper and make sure that we take them directly to the, to the property they're looking for. So it's, you know, you really have to do a strong needs analysis Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, know that um, uh, they're going to have a concern walking out of this. So let's do the right thing. Let's develop our expertise. Let's develop our skill and make sure that um, we're not wasting their time or putting them in harm's way. So, and and that's, that's where we're, we're headed, right? That's right. Um, Now, other than that, can you communicate strategy? Can you communicate uh, market conditions. Can you communicate the buying process? Can you? These are simple things that we, any agent can do. That's right. But not every agent knows the buying process. Not every agent knows how to communicate strategy. Not every agent knows the market conditions. Well, if you don't, you can't give what you don't know. That's right. So, in order for you to give, in order for you to pr- be prepared for the opportunity, I say that a lot. Um, then you need to prepare on your end too. You need to become an expert in the buying process. You need to become an expert in the buying, in the buying process. You need to right. become an expert in the market conditions and the inventory and all that stuff. Now, uh, so the more value you can provide to the consumer as a buyer's agent or as a listing agent, the more likely they are to work with you. It's, it's, you know, it's simplifying it. So we're always working on developing our skill and preparing for the opportunity or what happens is the opportunity will become a missed opportunity that somebody else will take advantage of. And we don't want that. So don't just sit back, mm-hmm. wait for the opportunity to come to you because it's, it doesn't work like that. And uh, what will happen is that you're going to learn the hard way that, oh, I should have prepared for this. 
So I think everyone who's listening should probably at this point rewind and listen to what you just said again. They need to prepare to become the expert. Right now we have time. There's no excuse that you can't dig into what the buying process looks like and start figuring out everything you need to do and know to be an expert in your field. We have the time. It's all about implementing a plan. And I would recommend that everyone listen to what you just said again and then go execute. That was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah, that. And it's, uh, lately, a small item of value I've noticed with my buyers, um, they don't want to go see homes. No problem. I'll get you a video walkthrough. I'm going to, you know, I'll get you extra pictures. I'll get you 3D models. I'll get you floor plans. Whatever it is that we can obtain to yeah. keep them warm is an item of value to That's them. Right. Okay. Right. So it, it now it's not just directing them. Oh, you know, this house would be perfect for you. Okay. But we don't want to see it because of what's going on. Okay. Would it be helpful to you? Would it benefit you? Would it be of value to you if I did this for you? Think about that. So this is an easy way to communicate value, whether you're, it doesn't matter what type of agent you are. That's right. Would this be of value to you? Would this benefit you? Or would this be helpful to you? Now, anything that, uh, anything that you can um, communicate and then put that line uh, behind it, yes. after it, that's value. Now, when you phrase a question that way, what's going to be their answer? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and then you're going to provide them the value. That's right. You're keeping that relationship warm. And it's an item of value. So that's a good way of communicating value. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, uh, I know there's a concern for your health. Um, I don't want you to see every single home. I don't want to waste your time or mine. Um, would it be helpful to you if I saw every single home before you did? Yeah, yes, of course. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, um, you know, I, I know the number one concern of a buyer when, uh, when buying a home is overpaying. Would it benefit you if I told you what another buyer is willing to pay for this home? Yes, it would. Yeah, it would. Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, um, I may have a dozen different clients at any point in time, but I'm going to make you feel like you're the only one. Is that a value to you? Yes. Love it all. So, so you're taking your value proposition and you're mm. putting that line after it. And that's how you, it's an easy way of communicating value. It's just a, a simple tip I like to give agents. Because a lot of agents, actually, when you ask them that question, yes, why should I hire you? Why should I work with you? Why should I choose you? Right. It's not that they don't know what their value proposition is. They don't know how to communicate it. Agreed. That's the difficult part for many, many agents. So yes. by using those lines, it's just an easy way of communicating. Okay. All right. And so my final question for you, I have another interview lined up for Scotch and Scripts, and I would love for you to uh, come up with a question that I can post to the next person that I actually interview. Now, it can be real estate related. It, it can also be personal. It's up to you. What's a question I can pose to the next person I interview? We, we touched on it a little bit. I mean, what's your greatest opportunity for, for growth right now? Love it. All right. Ron, I have to say, man, what a great interview. You dropped so many nuggets. I can't wait to go back and review this and really take in everything that you said and share it because I know people will get value from hearing you talk about how you made it through 08, what you're doing in your business to be successful and how you articulate your USP, your unique selling proposition, your value. I thought that was fantastic. And I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. You know, if you let me share my thoughts, I'll talk about it all day. <laughs> well, then I'll have you on again, sir. <laughs> all right. Cheers my to you. Have a Cheers great week and be safe out there. Okay.
You too, be well. All right. Have a good I'll one. talk to you.